Listen to this. Zakawani, the flying winger. Here's Brad Evans. It's Steve. It's Steve. Who is it? It's Brad Evans. <laughs> Happy days are here again. Turning with a drive. It's Steve Zakawani. Evans with the left foot. He's an attacking threat, Brad Evans. This is so weird. The party has started. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Side by Side. And we are recording this, about a day and a half removed from such a historic night. The Sounders officially um, get immortality, winning the CCL CONCACAF Champions League with a pretty convincing, comprehensive win at home against Pumas. Um, I think last week we all said we felt good about it. You never know until you get there, but um, it couldn't have gone any better barring the two injuries. So we'll talk about that for sure. And there is, of course, still a game um, coming tomorrow. The Sounders going away to FC Dallas. And now it's, you know, you've won that. You know the Club World Cup is coming, but you still have to get your MLS season on track. So we will touch on that as well. But only one place to begin, um, Champions League. I think you both were in the stadium. I unfortunately couldn't be there. I had some family um, stuff going on, but was able to follow the game. Um, so if you two were there. I can only imagine what it was like inside that stadium. It was wild. Um, <laughs> like, I, I, you know, it was, it was 2019 esque, uh, maybe even amplified a little bit more. Wow. And that was the, the Sounders did such a good job of, of hyping this game up and, and letting people know within seven days of how big of a deal this game was. And I think we got it now. Right. And now when, when the call comes, to say, okay, this means a lot to the team. They understand now, the fans, that it's, it's time to come out. Um, you know, Champions League is a big deal. And if you were in that stadium and felt the crowd and felt the energy, then you really understand how big of a deal Champions League is to the team. And, and um, yes, it, it can get a little drab in the beginning because it's early on and, and the competition isn't as good, but you still got to come out and, and support the boys. And when our fans do that, we win. Like that's the, that's the bottom line. Um, but the goals, the celebration after the goals were just wild. Uh, it was so loud. Uh, it was, it was so cool. And the buzz around the stadium gates open at five and there's fans lined up to get inside the stadium. It, it was just awesome, man. Yeah. Before I moved to Seattle, I'd always heard about, you know, how crazy loud Seahawks games are, you know, around the NFL, everyone talks about, Oh, they built that stadium in a special way so that it's extra loud and the fans are crazy. And this was really the first sporting event in Seattle where I felt like, wow, that's right. These are the loudest, craziest, most insane fans I've ever seen at any sporting event I've ever been to. Daytona 500, you guys kicked their butts. You kicked their butts. Super Bowls, you kicked their butts. Obviously, that's a little more of a corporate crowd, but it was unbelievable. Like, congratulations to Sounders front office for the education process, for the team for just being amazing, and for the fans for really, truly showing up in a way that I don't think anyone, you just surpassed anyone's expectations, and it was just awesome. Yeah, I, I, I think there's been moments, I'm, I'm sure I'll miss some, um, in the history of MLS era, Seattle Sounders, where it was surreal or something I'll go down in history. Obviously, the inaugural game, um, the very first ever game in franchise history against New York Red Bulls. You, st- you didn't know what to expect. And it's crazy to think back now that that was only, I say only in quotes, um, 30,000 fans 
but it sounded so loud back then. We couldn't hear each other on the pitch. I mean, that first game was just insane. Those first few games, there was that. Um, I think Open Cup final, second year against Columbus Crew at home and third year against Chicago, playing a final at home. We got that taste back then. Those were great moments. Um, support Shield game against LA Galaxy with Papa score two, I think as people remember. And then I think MLS Cup 2019 as well. And this probably surpasses just because... MLS Cup 2019 was the second time we'd won MLS Cup as a club. Um, this is not just the first time for the club, the first time for any um, MLS team in this current era, which we've talked about, and then what it leads to, you know, the FIFA Club, World Cup, um, a chance to play, obviously at the pinnacle, Liverpool or Real Madrid in a real game that means something. Um, it's huge. But there was a game, it wasn't just an occasion, and you know the Sounders couldn't have faced any more adversity. You lose Nuhu, you lose JP to injuries in a final in that way you throw in a teenager um into the fire literally and then kellen Rowe, yes he does a job left back but he's out of position and still in my stefan fry made okay two big saves one that was offside anyway and then the one from um the header i think it was a fantastic yeah. save um okay when, in my experience playing the top mexican teams your goalie's gonna work a lot you know, your keeper, he's going to work a lot. I think Stefan Fry goes that one save, really. Before the game, you take that. And I thought the Sounders looked dangerous at all times. I thought they matched up so well against um, against this team. I thought it was just a good matchup for the Sounders. And this is why, you know, you pay certain money to certain players. Because mm -hmm. in the moments when you need them, there are guys that will step up. Now, that second goal, Raul's second one, it was Jordan, it was Nico. And I mean, a pass from Nico. I mean, it looks easy. Because it's a five-yard pass. It looks easy. That is brilliant. I mean, the weight of pass, the disguise on the body, knowing Raul was there, do that while you're running. This stuff is not easy. And he made it look so simple. Then the finish from Raul, giving the goalkeeper the eyes. And you speak about emotion. I mean, Raul scored goals for fun. He looked emotional after scoring. So that's how much it meant to these guys. Um, I thought the sound is matched up extremely well. I thought they played well. Once the first goal went in right before halftime, I didn't sense Pumas could score two. I, I thought, you know, they might, I didn't think they could come back, expose themselves. and They can score two. It means the Sounders are going to score four or five. And the thing I'll say about the Sounders, it's an emphatic Champions League win. If you look at the aggregate scores from Lyon to NYC to, to Pumas, it's deserved. They were the best team in the competition. Played every round well, did the jobs at home, on the road, did what they had to do every single round. Um, they deserve it. So I think it's historic. I hope it sinks in. The only weird thing now is that we turn around and have to play a game, you know, two days later. So it's tough. But I, I don't want to talk down to Primus. I think it was all about the Sounders. But I think the Sounders made them look average. I don't know what you guys thought, but yeah, it wasn't sure. competitive, really. I mean, <clears throat> you knew that they were going to try and come in and, and impart their game early on. And you saw that little bit of savviness from the beginning. Um, but... I think we played into their hands a little bit with the Nuhu injury. That's exactly what Pumas wanted, right? Something to, yep. there's all this hype before the game. There's 67,000 plus. We know that these guys are going to get wild. Now, what can we do to silence the crowd and stop any sort of rhythm that the Sounders have created when the whistle blows? And Nuhu goes down. That's an easy one, right? The, the tempo of the game changed right away. The feeling in the stands changed a little bit. You know, it was quiet. After that roar, you know, you get five, six minutes into the game, whatever it was, not even. And then all of a sudden it's quiet. And you bring on Kellen. 
and you ask some questions. You have to. He's been fantastic. Kellen has, right? We still have to ask the questions of what's going to happen now, right? And then I think Pumas had the better the better of play. They controlled the tempo a bit more. They were um, pretty good with their passing and, and moving the ball around. Um, and then obviously the injury then to, to Jao Paulo took the sails out of whatever pressure the Sounders were, were starting to pick up towards the middle end of the first half. And I'm sure Pumas was licking their chops like this is exactly what we want. The crowd was just getting back into it. And then a gut punch to the Sounders, right? Quiet in the stands. And you start asking yourselves, put on a 16-year-old kid, what's going to happen? Championship game. Yeah. And then just the fucking perfect time to score a goal. <laughs> like, it, I was sitting in the suite next to – with the Puyallup tribe. And, you know, the leader of their tribe was there. And with five minutes left, I said, we have to score right now. We have to score right now. And two minutes later, we score and was wild. And from then on, we're jogging off the field. The crowd's into it, right? We get back in. We regroup. We have tactics inside the locker room, I'm sure, from Schmetz. Okay, this is what we want out of you, Kellen. This is what we want out of you, Obed. This is how we want you to play. You can't really do that when you're making a change and a snap of a finger. You're kind of just, okay, let's get into halftime and regroup. And the guys did that so well. And then you knew Pumas was going to come out and pressure. And we absorbed it so well. Good clearances. Yamar was in the right spot for 99% of the game um, and really cleaned things up. And, uh, you know, and Alex played a bit more advanced, I thought. He didn't have to defend too much. Mm-hmm. But I thought Kellen stayed and, and, and the other two stayed a bit more. And, and those guys got the job done for me along with Steph. And then, you know, clinical. You have to be clinical on the back end. And then from, from 2-0, it was over. Yeah. It was over. You saw, you saw Puma's reaction after 2-0. No chance they were coming back from that. No chance. Yeah. Um, what each first MLS team to win all of that? Um, I was friends asked me this, and I, I have an answer, but I want to see what you guys think. So, MLS in general, take Sounders out of it. How should other MLS fans feel? Like, is this a win for MLS or is not? It's a win. If I'm a Portland fan or Atlanta fan or LAFC fan, do I just say, no, that's a win for the Sounders. This does, this does nothing for my club. Or should the average neutral fan or fans of other teams support? I'll say this. I grew up in England in a time with an incredible Arsenal team that we had, the Invincibles, top team, who somehow always fell short in Europe. They couldn't quite get done in the Champions League. And their biggest rivals at the time was Manchester United. I was not sitting there wanting Man U to do well because this would be good for England. Like, that's my position. I was like, if Arsenal can't win it, I hope an Italian team wins it, a German team, a Spanish team. I don't want that team to win it. But that convo's happened a bit around these parts. Maybe there's not a right answer, whatever, but should MLS fans feel good as well? Or should this be limited just to those of us who are here um, supporting the Sounders? I I think it's it's... It's important to recognize throughout the league that this is the first MLS team to win it, right? I think everyone should tip their hat and say, okay, you have now shown that we all can do it. That's the, now, now the Sounders have set the expectation, which is what they've done in years past, right? Is set the expectation. Um, from now on, no one should give it if another MLS team wins it. That's just how it goes. I think if you look back and the first, I don't know who the first English team was right, to win. Right. 
the the first Champions League, but I'm sure the papers all throughout there it was a head it was headline news all throughout England and yeah. But after that, your local paper, don't give them the time of day. Yeah. It does not matter anymore. Yes, if if Montreal had won, if Salt Lake, I would have said, okay, that's cool for MLS. Now you set the bar of what the others have to attain. But after that, right, we've done it now. I don't care if another team wins it. I'll, I'll, I'll take the only MLS team to ever win the competition on, under our belt, right? Like that's the only thing I care about from now on. Um, you know, we kind of invented the rivalry with, with Portland and who's going to win the next one, right? We always trying to one up each other, you know, tip your hat. Well done. You won your, you won your first MLS cup. Can, can you do it again? Right. So I think it's a, it's a win for MLS overall, but now you can sit back and say, okay, try to catch us. And uh, from now on, we, we, we have set the bar. I think if you're any other team, but Portland, you're just like, this is a huge win for MLS, but like, come on, if you're a Portland fan, you can't get too excited about it. You can respectfully be like, well, congratulations now like brad said how can we one-up you which yeah i, I sense that's know. the feeling I'm, I'm sure the portland ownership probably sent congrats and from around the league i'm sure you guys have been other coaches have congratulated the sounders staff and etc and other players as well so it's great achievement the sounders beating pumas 3-0 to win the champions league i'm sure there's going to be so much over the next year just reaction to that still and then looking ahead to what this leads to the fifa club world cup but the sound is back in action tomorrow against FC Dallas. And what we do know is that at least Joe Paulo won't be there. Um, I think the news is out now. Um, how big of a blow? I mean, again, I'm getting myself out of the business of comparing players. It doesn't make sense. Um, every player, you know, I think when you become a coach or you start coaching, especially youth players, you learn to just value every player. I actually appreciate the guys on my team who play nothing like I did as a player just because I'm like, wow, I see now how valuable that other part of the game was that maybe when I was thinking about myself as a player, I didn't think about. Um, but there's some players, you know their value right away. And I think Ozzy Alonso was one we spoke for years about. And JP has been one since he came. Um, it's different when he's on the pitch. He goes down early in that game. Okay, you lose him for the game. And now it looks like you lose him for a very long time. Um, how big of a blow for the team is that injury going to be? And... I mean, you have to talk about who fills that role. Yeah, I think it's a tough one. I mean, I feel I feel for him. I feel for the team. Um, you know, you have to. He's thirty-one years old. Not on the other side of it, but getting up there. Yeah. Um, he's the type of player that, that that can recover from this. His, I think, his body type and uh, just the way he takes care of himself. This will be. Uh, Hopefully it's just a blip on the radar for him and he gets back fit and can have another couple of years as, as a sounder. Um, but I think it's a massive loss this year, but you know, in, in Columbus, we had Adam Moffat starting in 2008 ACL injury in the first, in, in the fifth game of the season, Stefani Miliaranzi steps in and has a huge gash on his shin. And then I'm third man up and step in and, you know, we as a center mid and, and we win a supporter shield and we win an MLS cup. So I was, you know, 21 at the time. So it's, it's doable. It's, it's possible. It's just all about what kind of fight and determination you have within the locker room and what your, yeah. what kind of pride you take when you step on the field and, and what you take into the game. So we've seen that Obed can do it. Now 
he's going to have to do it game after game after game. And the Sounders are going to have to rethink this because Jao Paulo is so defensive minded. It allows Rusnak to be creative and and Mm -hmm. fill in that gap. Can Obed be disciplined enough? Because for me, he plays more like Rusnak than he does Jao Paulo. So the Sounders are going to have to figure out tactically, can these two guys do it together? Can he step in and fill that role? Or do we need to go elsewhere and, and find someone else that's a, prove, a proven number six? Because now also, if you – the natural thought might be, oh, okay, we just put Christian back there, but he's been so good oh, you on can. the right. I think that's probably his best position for this team. Moving him back and put it, – it's tough. Um, I don't know what they're going to do. I think it'll be a game-to-game until someone claims it and makes it their own. Um, Garth's probably been on the phone, you know, Craig Weibel – there's got to be a move in there somewhere at some point because a player of the caliber, Vargas, you know, he's got time ahead of him, but filling JP shoes for a game here and there is one thing. Now saying, you know, lead us, be the guy. I mean, you've lost a top three most important player on this team. You can argue whichever which way, but he's in the top three, top five. But it's going to be a blow. It's an absolute blow. You know, we wish him the best. Of course, um, these kind of injuries are tough. Um, for the sound, there's no change to them for the future, but also immediately tomorrow. Um, so let's touch a bit on that before we go. Don't know too much about Dallas. They've been sort of the leaders in the youth movement, though. You've got to give them credit there. Um, they, they've always, I mean, I'm going back my rookie year, 09, they had young players then. They've always tried to just play young players and, you know, hasn't got them silverware as such, but they've got, you know, Ferreira there. You know, I played against his dad. Brad played against his dad. Was a fantastic player. Fantastic Don't say player. that, man. That makes <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but his dad was so good um, back in the day for Dallas. Um, what do you expect from this kind of game? More from the Sounders' perspective, do you need to rotate? Or is it, at this point, a guy just riding the high? Like, you know, do we should we see a Nico, Raul, or Christian? I don't know how much energy you expend in a final like that. You know, you, the emotion coming down of that. It's going to be a big coaching job for Schmetz to bring them down and ready to play a game. Sometimes as a coach, you got to lift your players. You actually got to bring these guys down a bit and say, hey, there's a, a game at hand. You can't play this game with that level of emotion that you had going into Wednesday's game. I don't think you can do that. Yeah, I wish I wish I could look back of, uh, at our overall record after Open Cup wins mm-hmm. and kind of see where we were at. But I do remember that Open Cup win in Philly. And then we jumped on a bus and went to New York, played Red Bull, sat pretty much everyone and got demolished. I mean, I remember sitting in the stands and just like, what the hell is going on? (laughs) And, you know, you're celebrating, you're on the bus, you're, you're jovial, you're happy. And then you, you, you feel confident because you just won a massive game, right? You just lifted a trophy. So the whole team, it took the whole team to win a championship. And now you make a couple changes and you get schlacked on the road at, at a, at a good New York team. Um, this is the hardest part about being a soccer player is controlling emotions, but this is what champion teams are made of is, is can they take these wins in stride? And I hope that the Sounders, and I know that they do, but I hope that the guys have it in their head, like, all right, what, what do we do next? What else can we accomplish? You know what I mean? Like that's, that has to be the attitude, uh, a huge trophy first time ever. This is, and playing in Dallas, I can't think of a worse scenario. Than I was just going to say, on the like scale of places <laughs> to be, to where does that rank? Frisco. Like, Freaking really low. I mean, lightning storms, like geez. everything. Yeah. It could hail tomorrow there. You know what I mean? And be 99 degrees. <laughs> yeah. So I, I can't think of a, 
a, more of a trap game for these guys. Um, it's going to take everything to get a result. But, you know, they did it in Austin uh, against a really good team off of a, of a result in Central America. So no reason why they can't do it again um, here in Dallas. But keep your emotions in check. But yeah. It's, it's a hard one. I, I don't think it's even sunk into most of the guys what just happened. I mean, Raul said it's the biggest trophy of his career. Yeah. That's yeah. how much it means to, to these guys, right? And if that doesn't answer your question about where the mentality is and where your brain is, it's going to be tough. It's tough. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, Sounders going away to FC Dallas tomorrow. I, Keely, I don't know if you've even been able to sleep since that work you've been doing. So I don't know. I don't know if we do have over and under. If we're getting out, we do. We have an over and under. I got one done this morning for you guys. I know. I know. Overachiever over here. All right. <laughs> <laughs> or just achiever. Let's just go with that. All right. Over under. This is CCL edition. I've basically changed this to trivia because we've run out of how many goals are they going to score. I think that gets a little bit boring. Uh, first one, Stefan Fry, amazing in this tournament. He got goalkeeper of the tournament and player of the tournament, in fact. So how many clean sheets did he keep throughout CCL? Over under 2.5. Total clean sheets from Steph in oh, CCL. Over. He got four? He did. He got four. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Four I mean, clean he sheets. Has to, he has to be with the U.S. men's national team. What, what, what's the story there? I don't understand. I don't know. You guys know better. I think... So with the last round, it was the last of the, you know, 30, 30 to 35 year olds, right? And then they were like, we're going all younger. We're bringing in the future. And he's just at that like 34, 35 age when that started. And I think they thought, you know, he, he's gonna be past it by the time we get to this spot where we wanna be. We wanna develop these young guys, right? But. The World Cup cycle that I didn't get invited to was, you know, Tim, Nick, and Guzan, right? All 35 plus yep. at the time. Yep. Uh, maybe Brad was just a little bit younger. I think he's at 84, so he may have been, you know, 34 at the time. Mm. But there's absolutely no reason why you wouldn't want get him in now. Yeah. Get him with the group. You need veteran presence on that team when you go to a World Cup. Right. And you're only getting it from if, if Tim Ream goes, that's probably the most veteran guy that's on, on the roster. But having just guys like that in the locker room, training on a day to day basis, he's played in bigger games than almost all of those guys. Right. Championship games. Yep. Yeah. You, you got to have that on the roster. And he's proven it. Like, what more does he have to do? That's the question you have to ask. What more does he have to do? Does he need a 17 yeah. save game? Like, what, what more does he need? It's a surprising one as well, especially with Greg being an MLS guy, but he should yeah. know. And he talks to guys in the league. I don't, I don't understand it. You know, I remember a couple of years back, Steph was getting his citizenship. shape. It looked like a no-brainer to me. That's one for me where Schmetz yeah. better be on the phone. Yeah. Hey, mm. you, you, that's where your head coach yeah. comes into play. It's like, all right, guys. And then Adrian's on the phone with, yeah. with Greg's brother. All right, guys, yeah. this is what's happened with McBride. Like, what, what are we missing? Yeah. What are we not seeing, right? Or, or need to do to get this guy a shot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, great, great, great question. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand it. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a really know. good point. Good discussion. Hopefully maybe someone somewhere is listening to this. All right, um, second one, record-breaking CCL crowd. This one's a humble brag for our fans. Don't go on Twitter. You guys probably already know the answer to this one. It's probably just bragging. Um, how many fans did we have in the building? Over under 68,000. It was just over, right? I think the TV said. Oh. 
Yeah, yeah I remember Stewie talking about just over, I think, yeah. Yeah, it was over. It was actually closer to 69,000, which is awesome. It was 68,741. And getting that 74 in there is a kind of, you know, yeah. universe speaking to us a little bit, I guess. Yeah, brilliant. All right, and our last one. Hat tip to both of our digital department and Sounder at Heart and Dave Clark for the answer to this one. Number of major trophies the Sounders have now won in the MLS era, over under 7.5. Over. There's a major, so not like a Western Conference Championship. No, no just major turn trophies. Over seven? Four Open Cups. Yeah, over. Eight now, right? Yeah, eight now. Yeah, yeah. yeah you guys wow. already knew the answers. Um, so you are the true overachievers. Thanks for playing over yeah. under. That was fun. Brilliant. All right, great stuff. Um, before we get off here, Keely, broadcast info. Yes, broadcast info. We are on Fox 13 Plus, 5.30, or sorry, excuse me, 5 o'clock pregame, 5.30 kickoff. It's an earlier one. Uh, KJR 93.3 FM and LRA 1360. Perfect. Can't wait. We'll be there tomorrow. We'll see you. As always, thanks for listening. Comment, like, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts. And this was an exciting one. We'll see how the game goes tomorrow. But congrats again to the Seattle Sounders becoming the first MLS team to win CONCACAF Champions League in its current edition and on to bigger and greater things in the FIFA Club World Cup. And of course, our thoughts are with um, Joao Paulo with the terrible news of his injury. Um, but Sounders have to go on and we'll see how they try to replace him beginning tomorrow away to FC Dallas. We'll be back next week recapping this game and previewing the next one and giving you all things Sounders. Thanks for listening.